We've been sitting here. This is now the official. We are on the podcast now, just so you know. But I sat here with this fucking laptop and this microphone trying to figure out what the fucking settings were supposed to be. Because we're in kind of a big echoey room. It's like, obviously, the audio quality is not the best. But we're just setting up shock. It right was now. fucking loud. I I kept turning down settings. Like I'd pull it from fucking half, like all the way volume, all the way to half, and it was still loud. And so I pulled it even more, and it was still loud. And I just couldn't figure it out. Fucking technology <laughs> can't just be easy ever. Fine, fine. It'll never be easy. Honestly, it's only gonna get more advanced, and from here we're just gonna have to keep on learning new shit. Like, yeah. Why don't we just fucking use our phones? I'll just, I'll just hold my phone up to my face instead of using a fucking, a fucking actual nice voice microphone. Voice to text. I Have honestly, Siri repeat the podcast for us. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. You're just gonna get that. There's u- whole YouTube channels now that are just narrated by like the voice to text thing oh, that no. I've seen, but they're like Reddit, they're like weird Reddit things. Yeah, but, like, yeah. It's this, it's 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 not that bad anymore. People do it when they. I can't remember the guy that did the video, but when it's like pregante, pregnant. Yeah, like, that, I'll know, the Yahoo stuff, answer like, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like hearing fucking Siri read those would be so funny. Oh my god, this is gonna right. be a shit show. Well, welcome to episode two. It only took fucking what four months oh in between. Oh my god, we're like dude. yeah, we're gonna do this every week. Four months later, here's dude, number two. It's literally because I'm a piece of shit. I mean, I moved <laughs> to a different state for a little while, and we we're like, we're gonna do it over the states. We're gonna fucking get on Discord and fucking figure this shit out. No, I didn't. No, it's because every time it came to setting up the microphone, my fucking ass was like, I don't know. How I don't know. Do <laughs> You're like, just watch a YouTube video on it. And I'm like, I don't fucking. I'm not gonna YouTube. fucking YouTube. I'd rather <laughs> fucking play fucking Call of Duty. <laughs> I would rather have somebody show me how to do it in person. Which we can do now because I'm actually back in the same yeah. city. So that when we are in different cities, it won't be any problem because yeah. everything will already be set up. The issue is the initial setup. <laughs> like That's once fine. it's there, golden. But now we're back. We're back. Episode two of this podcast uh i think we got 17 views on the last one and like three of them were me so that's and like three <laughs> one of them was me so, so there's a the, solid 13 <laughs> to the other people that probably listened to the first five seconds hello hopefully you're still here by this point one but, can only hope it did take us four months <laughs> yeah so we did we have some topics we wanted to do we like it's obviously the the goal of the podcast is to talk, talk about things from our point of view of like person born from 1998-ish, the kind of like 20-ish year old. We don't, we're not millennials though. No, we have I, I want to have a we, name for us, but it's, like... It's pretty much Generation Fuck, dude. We talked about this. In generation the Fucked. I totally forgot about yeah. that. And it's on my own fucking podcast. <laughs> it fucking is. It's just, yeah, just things in our perspective, things that we deal with, like government, politics, religion, Anything that would affect us in our day-to-day and also affect other people around our age. Yeah. It's kind of just what is going to be discussed. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, too, this is the beginning of the podcast, so everything is kind of iffy where we're kind of planting our feet right now and what we really want to dig into. But something that we're going to talk about in this episode is going to be the struggles that we face in this age Mm -hmm. and ways to get through them because... We were talking earlier today and I was saying, you know, when you listen to a podcast that's inspirational, self-help, life-motivating, it tends to be from somebody who's much older than we are. You know, they've already gone through the trials. They've reached their success. They're already successful. And it's good to hear, like, the point of view of somebody who's reached that success because they obviously used their own tools and had a way to get to that success. But they don't really understand the things that we're going through in this day and age. Because when they're 40 and they were successful back when the fucking internet didn't even exist, obviously what they're going to do to get successful and, like, deal with stress isn't going to be the same as what we're doing. There's something that I was reading the other day that talks about... Cite them, sources. Exactly. So, it's in this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I've been reading this for the last couple days now, and one of the things that he talks about in trying to create better habits and trying to do things to improve your life are single-use um, single zones in your mm-hmm. house or something like that. You know, in the kitchen, that's where you eat. You don't eat outside of the kitchen. Oh, okay, When yeah. you go to sleep, they um, doctors have told people with insomnia or psychiatrists something therapist i don't know i'm somebody smarter than us <laughs> exactly somebody smarter than me <laughs> uh, one of the methods that they use to help people with insomnia is you go into your room mm-hmm. and you go to sleep 
You don't sit on your phone. You don't read books. You don't watch movies. You don't watch TV. You go in and you go to Why do you sleep. gotta be calling me out like this, dude? <laughs> dude. <laughs> Why are you calling Literally, I live in my room. Everything I own is in one single room. <laughs> yeah, see? And that's, that's where things become difficult is because they talk about these single-use spaces. So when you go into your room, you associate your room with sleep. That's what happens there. Obviously, if you live in smaller housing, you know, I'll just face young the wall. American. I'll just space the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you associate these spaces, and now this person with insomnia can go to bed, and it's much easier for them to fall asleep because they're not trying to constantly run their mind with different tasks and different things to be doing. Okay, they're yeah. going to sleep. So something that somebody who's, you know, 40 years older than us now, mm-hmm. or, you know, even 30... I don't know. I was trying to list different numbers. Yeah. My train of thought really Yeah, there's like 30-year-olds and like 40-year-olds and like, you know, <laughs> well, some people, people that are older. people that are 40 years older than us, that's going to put them at 60. 60 I just yeah. can't do math. So people that are like 30 years older than us, <laughs> you know, 20 to 30 years older than us, they, when they were going through their success and when they were building the processes to their success, they didn't have things like phones in their pockets 24-7. Yeah. And the fact is, is that we in our day and age tend to use our phones to reduce stress. We look through social media, we browse the content that we enjoy, and that is something that is around us all the time. So mm-hmm. I feel like because of technology and because of things like social media, I feel like people have a you know a whole other set of challenges that they have to get through before that they can reach their success. Because when I read books, I read books on my phone. Yeah. But you know what else is on my phone? Instagram. Snapchat. And it's so Twitter. easy just to go like, oh yeah, some, get a notification somebody posted and you're like, oh wait, I need to go check that out. Yeah, and you go check it out and then you're sucked in for like mm-hmm. 20 minutes at least. And what's ironic is when I go and I like watch the news or something or I hear somebody older than me talking and they were like, young people are on their phones too much. Like, I want to punch them in the fucking face. I want to mm-hmm. fucking kill them. Because they, they're right in a way, but they also don't understand like the lifestyle that we have. So yes, like we need to like be using our phones less and we need to be interacting, not just interacting more with other people outside of the phone, but doing other things with our phones that are more productive. It's not that we're, it's not that we're counterproductive because we're on our phones. We're just using them for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. So when they're like, it's like telling somebody to, uh, stop watching TV because they're not, uh, I don't know. They're not like doing well, it's, something. It's somebody who be. sits down and watches Family Guy every single night yeah. versus somebody who sits down and watches the news, mm-hmm. watches weather updates, watches things that are actually providing information. It's so, your state of mind, not the you, not the thing that you're using. Exactly. But at the same time with that, it is so much harder to get into better habits that revolve around these objects. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody wants to watch the news, but they see the Family Guy's on and they're like, uh, I'm just going to. Just going to flip that channel down. I'll watch yeah, just yeah, like yeah. an episode, you know, next thing you know, you're seven episodes in, it's fucking one o'clock in the morning and you are now going to bed later than you planned. Exactly. So yeah, I, I liked the idea of like having single use rooms and like, it never even occurred to me that that was like a reason to have, but like at our age, it's hard to do that, especially oh, I it's live, almost impossible. Yeah, <laughs> I live, I live in a house where the individual rooms in the house, this is a whole other topic of ridiculousness and on housing and stuff. <laughs> But I live in a, a house where they rent out the rooms for four fifty each. I'm living in a room in a house for four fifty, and I share with a bunch of strangers. It's <laughs> fucking wild. And we we share like a kitchen, and we share and I share a bathroom with a seventy year old guy that has a room next to me that I never talk to. And the fact that this this house, which probably the person either paid up for like this this company paid for this house up front, or their mortgage payments are probably like a thousand ish a month. They're making four fifty off of this four fifty at least a month because I have the cheapest room off of the seven people that live there. So they they're have making made their money back. They're tenfold. making yeah, they're making thirty five maybe four thousand dollars a month off of us when they're paying maybe a thousand dollars for the mortgage on this house if they haven't if just that. bought it already. Yeah. Plus, there's another two bedroom attached to the house, which of course probably just goes with the same mortgage, and yeah. they're making thirteen hundred off of them every month. It's ridiculous. The housing the And people housing wonder why we so can't wack. fucking afford fucking places to live. Because people always say, oh, move out of your parents' house. And it's like, I move out of my parents' house and I fucking starve. Yeah, like, the only <laughs> option I have is to move into a single room where I like, pay $450. There's no fucking internet. I've been arguing with the landlord because I can't do my fucking homework because there's no internet. And he doesn't see it as an issue. I don't have anywhere to go. I have to go back to my parents' house to do my homework because they won't fix the internet in the place I live. Fucking ridiculous. It's a necessity. It's not. It's like water and air. Like, 
not air, but like you pay for water, obviously, it's a utility. Well, it is a utility because, again, that's another thing if you think about it. People from, you know, older times, they didn't necessarily have, they, internet was such a luxury to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you didn't have it, you just didn't have it. Yeah. And so. It didn't when, matter. Exactly. And so, but when it comes to now, like everybody has to have internet for everything, you know? Mm-hmm. You want to hop online and do homework, you have to hop online and do homework. If you need to watch lectures online, you need to watch lectures online, you know? And it's just one of those things that. It's a utility now. It's yeah. it's not just some like, oh, I have internet. Yeah. Like everybody fucking has internet because everybody <sighs> uses it and everybody needs it. And the fucking the like again with this, the water pipe in the sink broke and and water was just going straight onto the floor. Water is important. I couldn't use the sink to get like water. And that's what we drink out of too. We have like Brita filters. Uh-huh. And so the next day somebody came up to to fix that pipe. But the internet hasn't been working for fucking 2 weeks. And it and he doesn't care. He doesn't care he because doesn't he doesn't think a it's shit. a necessity. I need to do. I I work. My my school is digital media design. Everything I do for school is online. Yeah. I don't have a single textbook. I don't have anything. It's all online. And if you can't fucking access it, you can't do your <laughs> and shit. I, so I'm li- I'm paying for internet that just doesn't work, and it does. And nobody cares, but it's fine. I would be so pissed if I was paying for the internet that doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Growing up is wacky as shit right now. <laughs> but uh, something that like has helped. <coughs> me more than I thought it would and like you said you texted me earlier and you said the mainstream media doesn't talk about reading books and yes they push the point that kids need to read more a lot but when you get into the age of like 20 and stuff nobody's making you read books yeah, and like, nobody talks about having you read books either you know you're not mm-hmm. if you think about you know typically you surround yourself with just friends mm-hmm. and odds are your friends probably don't read yeah you know and if so they do it's not something people just kind of bring up in conversation like oh well, guess what i'm reading right now yeah exactly like it's just not something that people really talk about because it's not promoted through media you or know socially honestly yeah it really isn't because it's not like you go over to somebody's house and you we spend more time building our social networks mm-hmm. than we do a lot of times focusing on ourselves and growing our own knowledge so that we can advance through social networks. Because mm-hmm. the fact is, is that knowledge is power. Reading yep. is power. I, with this job that I'm going to be starting soon, they have encouraged me to read more than I have read in the last like four or five years of my life. Yeah. I'm reading three books right now at a time. Holy shit. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm listening to one, which is an audio book and it's mm-hmm. called can't hurt me by David Goggins. Yeah. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear and then the other one is called Happiness Advantage and that one is by let's see while she's looking that up I just have to say that with I don't know whether it's because of technology did you get it? yeah it's Sean Acker is what okay. um, Happiness Advantage is by okay I don't know if it's because of how technology has affected me growing up or if it's just my type of learning I cannot sit down and read books anymore I can't because if I, as soon as I sit down to read a book my phone's there. My computer's there. There's something else in my mind that I'd rather be doing, even though that I want to read that book, because it takes effort to kind of like look mm-hmm. through that book and like do it. Oh yeah. As stupid as, as like lazy as that sounds, <laughs> I just get distracted too easily to like sit down and read. But audiobooks when I'm working or when I'm doing laundry, like it is the it has changed how I think about certain things. Mm-hmm. I just got done listening to Every Tool's a Hammer by Adam Savage, a guy from Mythbusters. Really good book if you're like a creative person or if you're like a maker is the term he used that needs motivation or like needs like he has very specific knowledge on like types of glues and like all this weird stuff that's really interesting even though I don't make I'm like inspired to work on the things that I do just because of how he explained things but it was just a random book that got suggested to me and I was like and it changed everything just reading that one book it changed exactly how I think about certain things and it changed the way that I'm motivated to do certain things Mm -hmm. so these books like really can change you well and the other thing is too is that a lot of people think about the concept of sitting down and reading a book in the same way that like it, it takes energy to sit down and to just read through a book a lot of times again because it's not promoted in our culture necessarily to sit down and read Mm -hmm. like you always see little posts about like oh take time for yourself like sit down like curl up and read a book you know Mm -hmm. the fact is too and this is something that I learned personally about myself I don't know if this is the same thing for everybody but when you're younger the books that you tend to read tend to be fictional they tend to be you know these crazy wild ideas outlandish worlds yeah yeah, exactly to put you in this different life and to really learn how to vividly imagine things with your own mind oh maybe because like life sucks shit and you're like in elementary school and everybody's fucking rude but that's another topic everybody's fucking bully (laughs) um but no like you just these outlandish stories these crazy scenes all these insane characters and stuff you know as you get older 
at least for me personally, I, mm-hmm. I just wasn't finding interest in those anymore because, I mean, I'm sure every person has noticed as they start to grow old, their imagination tends to dwindle, mm-hmm. you know? You don't go outside and play, you know, imaginary castle with your siblings anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just not part... I mean, wait, wait, you don't you don't play imaginary castle with, your, <laughs> with the kids on the block? What the Maybe fuck? Maybe like a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> setting, but like, you know, that's <laughs> the closest I'm going to get. Um... But, you know, you're not just running around with that crazy imagination anymore. And mm-hmm. now you're kind of to a point where you want, to, at least for me, again, I, I use you as such a broad term, but at least for me, want to learn more about how to grow as a person where I am now. Yeah. And so reading things like the Percy Jackson series or yeah. like Clockwork or some shit like that, you know, fucking. It's almost hard to care about. It really is. It really is. Like, I start to read these stories, and I'm like, this like, this isn't even real. This is. I'm not going to learn anything from this. This isn't applicable. Mm-hmm. This is just, like, an escape, you know? Those kinds of stories, like, teach you, like, morals as a kid that, like, you should probably have by the time you're an adult. Yeah, exactly. So you're you like, know? yeah, of course Percy's going to fucking go save him right now because he's, well, that's the right thing to do. That's, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's, like, it's just not, again, it's just not as applicable anymore. So... When I started getting back into reading, there was a part of me that was like, am I even going to enjoy this? Because I don't like picking up books anymore. Mm -hmm. But when I started reading about these things, I realized that every single person wants to be the best version of themselves. No matter who you are, everybody wants to be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. And no matter who you are, you want to grow and you want to learn and you want to progress. Even if you think, well, I'm just, I'm chilling where I am. I'm I'm just chilling where I am. There's some part of you that wants to do better in some aspect of your life. It's who we are as people. We are driven to constantly be improving and learning and growing. And so when I started reading these books and it really called out to that part of me that said, you know you want to do better for yourself. You know you want to do these things. You you constantly everybody talks about I should I need to go to the gym. I need to I need get to, on that grind. Yeah, you know, like just wake up and get on that grind and stuff. And these books Improve yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And these these books that I'm reading talk about how to reach those goals but how to do it in such an attainable way because when you think well I just need to be going to the gym well guess what buddy you're not going to be going to the gym if you stayed up until one o'clock in the morning woke up (laughs) at fucking seven and then busted out an eight hour day like you're going to be tired you're not going to want to go quit calling me out fuck (laughs) (laughs) but the fact is everybody's getting called out right now it's like god damn I feel attacked it's like oh yeah we're all the same age and going through the same shit (laughs) (laughs) exactly and that's that's another reason that I think this is going to be a really cool spin to take on this podcast of having these conversations on how to improve yourself because we're going to be going through it at the same time you know like I right now personally feel like I am on this wild journey to just insane self-improvement so back to finish what i was saying real quick if you stay up super late and you think you're going to go to the gym next day Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen yes your goal is to go to the gym but you need to improve the process on getting there you need to go to bed early so that you can wake up you can work your eight hour work day and then Mm -hmm. say i still have enough energy to go to the gym it's using that using the same reference as the gym if you go to the gym and you want, your goal is to lose 30 pounds, you can't just go to the gym. You know what I mean? You got to know like, oh, I got to start doing cardio and I got to start lifting weights. You got to have the little things figured out at the gym just to lose those 30 pounds. Exactly. So why would it be any different with going, getting to the gym? Oh, if you're not going to wake up on time, if you're not going to improve yourself, you're not going to wonder how, like, in you're plan out your day. You're not diet. You're not going to have the energy yeah. while you're there, you know? You got you to gotta fix the little things to get to the main goal. If the main goal is the gym, there's always smaller things to get to the gym, and then you do the smaller things at the gym to lose the 30 pounds, so on and so forth. One of the biggest things that I've noticed from reading these books, Atomic Habits has just been a huge one for me. That's the one I've been reading most frequently, uh, is just... Everything is such a blanket statement. I want to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you have to do to get there? I want to have better relationships with my parents. Okay. Well, where do you start with that? Do you start writing them every week? Do you start calling them every week? Do you start texting them every week? You have to start somewhere small rather than this huge blanket term of like, Mm -hmm. I just want to have a better relationship and expecting that one phone call is going to do that. And that's the other thing too is progress is not linear and progress takes so much more time than, and that's the other thing too that, People that are older than us didn't necessarily have to deal with as much as we live in a world of instant gratification. Instant. Yep. Instant gratification. You want to buy something, you order it on Amazon, it's going to be there in two days. Two days. Two days. I remember when I was a kid, it's like I bought something and it was like three weeks. I'm like, holy shit, it's going to be here in like two weeks. Oh my God. It's not, it's not even that long. Something That's not even that long, but wait. Never would have been at Walmart. Oh, 
<laughs> and now it's like, if it takes longer than two days, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why is this taking so long to get to my house? I ordered it on a Friday and it's not going to get here until fucking Tuesday. What the fuck? You're hungry. You drive up to the drive-thru. You have food in your lap in three minutes. Yep. Maximum. That's from the time you order to the time you pay to the time you fucking drive off. Like, it's instant. Everything is so, so fast. We have supermarkets that have, and grocery stores that have just about anything you could ever possibly they imagine. They pick up now. All you have to do is fucking order it online, drive up to the thing, they put it in your fucking car for you. Exactly. Like, you literally, you don't have to do, there are so many things in this life that are so easy for us, but make other aspects of life so fucking difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can name every single one of my friends, every single person I know around my age group mm-hmm. that struggles with going to the gym. That struggles with maintaining good habits. That struggle with going to bed early. That str- just all of these things because one, it's just part of who you've become, and two, improving yourself is so difficult in this world of just instant gratification. That people yeah. work at things for you know three or four days, don't see any results. Fuck it, I'm done. Like I'm over yeah. it. So no, it's, yeah. obvi- it's just obviously not going to work. I'm you know? so guilty of that too. <laughs> like it's the same thing. And it's so hard to start these habits when the people around you also aren't doing that. Because when you're like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 10 tonight. And then your buddy's like, dude, I'm going to be up on Call of Duty. It's double XP weekend. Let's get on at 11, bro, and be, be off by 12. Fuck, fuck. Okay, God yeah, okay, okay. It. It's fine. I can, I'll get to you at six hours of sleep. Doesn't matter. It's fine. I'll be okay. You get up the next day and you're fucking groggy. You're like, oh shit, I was supposed to go fucking see my parents today, but I got to take a nap and fucking. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, you can't, you can't. So it's, that's something that is also, it's very relevant in so many people's lives and it's called this snowball effect. It's where you do, you do one bad habit. You stay up just a little too late and then everything for the next day on is Mm. just downhill from there. You're supposed to go see your parents and instead you take a nap. You're supposed to do the dishes, but you slept through the time you're supposed to do the dishes. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to do this podcast on Monday and my ass fell asleep. (laughs) Same. I totally (laughs) forgot. I was like, now it's Wednesday and we fucking actually made it. Holy shit. We actually made it. We made it. We're here. Um, (laughs) There is this guy, his name is Ed Milet. Okay. His podcast, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I just recently started listening to him. I've so far listened to like three of them. Mm-hmm. Eh, four or five. Um, but one of the ones that we, one of the ones we played when we were in the office the other day, um, talks about how your environment, you are your environment. Okay. You are the people you surround yourself with. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are energy suckers and people who don't have the same goals and the same motivations, if you're surrounding yourself with people who have bad habits and are continuing to keep their bad habits, mm-hmm. not only is it going to be harder for you to succeed and improve yourself, it's going to be, it, that's exactly what it is. Like it, It's going to yeah. be so much harder to succeed and improve yourself. You can do it, but you're also less likely to do it at all because you come home and I mean, Colin and I have talked about it before, that couch out in that living room, <laughs> everybody's worst fucking enemy. It is impossible <laughs> to get anything done if someone is sitting on that couch. Because you co- we come home and we all just sit down and we all just talk with each other. We all just fucking smoke a bit, turn the TV on, play some video games. But we're all there together. And that's it's that pack mentality of always wanting to fit in and always wanting to be a part mm-hmm. of the general populace. If everybody's sitting out there watching TV, you know, what the fuck am I doing in here reading a book? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just we as human beings are so conditioned to fit in and to meld in with the general population and that's another reason too that i think that reading isn't heavily promoted again you were saying socially it's not not promoted at all you you can't like you can talk to your friends like oh that netflix show that this thing and you go binge it and it's like no nobody's gonna be like yo i fucking read this book dude and it was so sick you should go read it and then we're like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and read this book it's See, like and not it's, gonna fucking happen it's been so interesting because we're all going out to do sales this summer that's that's what we're all doing mm-hmm. um but since all of us have been reading these books and all of us have been on this same train of growth and education, we talk about the books that we read. We're like, where are you at? Like, where are you at in the book? What Ooh, part have you gotten to cool, now? That's cool. You know, so it, it does become a social thing. And that again, goes with the people you surround you surround yourself with are going to be who you are. Your environment is who you are. Yeah. You know, if you're constantly in an environment that's lazy and laid back and doesn't ever do anything, that's who you're going to be as a person. But if you surround yourself with like-minded people that are wanting growth and wanting to improve, you know, you've got to push towards that. You you have to surround yourself with those people because your tribe is going to be the ones that you end up like. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's fucking heavy, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, We're just going off. We are going off, but oh. it's just like, 
I don't know any, like I said, I don't know any 20-year-old, any 20, 21, 22, like... That's not struggling with exactly this. That's not struggling with this level of self-improvement. And if, you know, if you aren't struggling with this level of self-improvement at 20 years old, like, you are doing fucking fire. You have figured something out. <laughs> you have, something has clicked in your brain. But the fact is, is, I mean, most people that I know, mm-hmm. like, that just hasn't clicked yet. I know so many people that are just kind of floating around in the abyss, like, I don't even know what I want to do with my life right now. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've personally been plateauing for like four years because I have no idea what the fuck I want to do. And everybody has goals and aspirations, but it's also, it's always like, how do you fucking get there? Exactly. Because how? If you don't have a goal for something, like, I'll be completely honest. I fucking have no idea what I want to do with my life. I don't have that shining light at the end of the tunnel driving me to get towards something, you know? Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is even not having that shining light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what, this goes back to that basic instinct that human beings have to want to improve themselves. So while your light at the end of the tunnel might not be college, it might not be some form of career, it might not be some huge direction in your life, that light at the end of the tunnel can be self-improvement so that when you find that light, you're ready. You're prepared, you're motivated. Because imagine getting an opportunity like to go somewhere or do something and you just aren't, aren't there. Exactly. You, you sat on the couch watching Family Guy for fucking two years and all of a sudden all your friends are going off to fucking Spain because they put in the time and energy to save up and do the things and you're fucking stuck there. Exactly. I feel like I plateaued for fucking four years and I didn't even realize until now that all I needed to do was pick up a fucking book. <laughs> like, I was actually, okay, so my ex-girlfriend left off to Spain and when she was gone, I was like, I know I need to improve myself. I need to go to the gym. I need to do all these things. And I just didn't do anything. I sat on my fucking ass for a week and just like sat in sorrow and fucking didn't know what to do. I literally bought that book from Adam Savage. He fucking motivated me so much. And like, I started doing things in school in class and doing all this other stuff. And it just took one book. And imagine if I just picked up more books or did more little mm-hmm. things, tiny things. It was no effort to listen to that book while I was at work. Zero effort. I could be listening to music. I could be using something else. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the other thing, too, is, um, again, to backtrack to what we talked about earlier about how it takes effort to sit down and read a book. It pulls you away from your social settings. If you work in a job where you can put a headphone in, it is so easy to listen to audiobooks. It is so easy. And there's the same. You're getting the same exact amount of knowledge. You're, you're literally getting the book just in your ears instead of your eyes, you yeah. know? And even if you think, oh, I won't remember it. If I don't read it, like, I'm bad at listening. Dude, you're going to pick up something. Yeah, exactly. If something resonates with you, you're going to take away from that. You can, I, like, he, like, Adam Savage went off for fucking, like, an hour. Not even an hour, but, like, half an hour about glue. About different kinds of glue. And I just kind of zoned out. I'm like, okay, I'm listening to him do it. And then he works. And he's all of a sudden, he's just like, and you need to wake up at 8 a.m. And you need to do this thing. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the shit I need. I'm ready. Yeah, and it's you're going to pick up anything you listen to. You're going to pick up little bits here and there. There's going to be something that's going to spark your interest. You're going to kind of slow down on what you're focusing on and just kind of listen for a second. And you're going to pick that up and you're going to remember that. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is like it's not like you're expected to remember everything. You're expected to pick up the key points that are applicable to you that you know are going to be beneficial. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of the other things, too, that going into these big changes that you're trying to make in your life. It's overpowering the mind before you can overpower any of your tasks Mm -hmm. you have to overpower that part of you there so there's this book called outwitting the devil i can't remember who it's by off the top of my head right now but it's called outwitting the devil and from what i understand i haven't read it yet but from what i understand it takes this part of you that says just stay up a little later just stay up a little later, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, eat that extra piece of candy. Like, the it's inner fine. Conscience of yeah, like exactly. Laziness. And they, that is the devil. And they, they kind of give those negative parts of yourself this persona of the devil, this, this little devil sitting on, on your, your shoulder. shoulder. Exactly. <laughs> and it teaches you how to separate the, the part of yourself that wants to be your best self and this other part of yourself that is complacency. That is, if you do that, you'll be fine. It's fine. It's okay. Just stay in another Stop night. talking. Stop. Get out of my head. Exactly. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it really is kind of like that. And it, it teaches you how to separate those as almost two different people. Like, this is not the version of myself I want to be. This little complacency devil sitting on my shoulder is not who mm-hmm. I want to be. I don't want to be the person that stays up late anymore. I want to be the person that wakes up early, that goes out into my living room, leaves my place of comfort and sleep, mm-hmm. goes out into my living room, meditates, makes a good breakfast, and puts my day off on a good start. Some people just need to hear that, though. Because when I read the book by Adam Savage, and we keep talking about this because it's like <laughs> right off the top of my head, but he just said that like no matter what you're doing, you're not going to want to do it at some points. You just get through those, and you'll get to the part you want to be doing. 
And so I was like spray painting my tires or something. And you have to clean before you spray paint. Tires were nasty. I was scrubbing. I fucking hated it. But I I really wanted to quit. I really wanted to stop when I was like scrub. I had a little wire brush and I was just scrubbing away and it was really fucking ass. My hands hurt. It was cold. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, why do I want to stop right now? Because I want my tires painted. That's all I want. Just because there's a little tiny part of it that sucks, I'm going to go spray paint them and they're going to look sick as fuck in a little bit. I just have to get through this. And I just, you just keep going. just have to make it through. As long as, now that you know and you've heard that there's that thing in your head that's going to say that, the next time it happens, you can hear it and you and you can realize, okay, ignore that for a minute and you'll be good. It's easier to be consciously aware of it. Because once you hear that it's there, and especially when it's fresh in your memory, you know, like tomorrow you're going to wake up, you're going to go to do something that you don't want to do. Nobody wants to wake up early. Yeah. You're going to hear that first alarm go off. And even if you snooze it, even if you snooze it, you have already taken one step farther by telling yourself at least, I really probably shouldn't do this. And genuinely feeling it and being yep. like, okay, tomorrow, I'm not going to do it. I still snooze my alarm every, every fucking, fucking day. Every fucking morning. But guess what? Because I've been thinking about these things, while I've been snoozing my alarm, I've been hustling my ass a little bit more in the mornings and I'm more, I'm closer to on time to work. Still getting there to being on time, but I'm... I'm on time more often than I was, you know, two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And it's, that's the other thing too, is I, I post something every single day on my Snapchat. That's just like a little motivation. Those like, fucking motivate me every day. <laughs> I haven't said anything, but I see that shit and I'm like, fucking yes. <laughs> yes. Gonna grind time. Like, and it's all, it's always great to see motivation from people that, you know, especially when you know those people struggle with motivation. Cause like I fucking, oh my God, I hate it. I, mm-hmm. Life is ass. <laughs> like I'm so tired, but the fact is, is like today, one of the things that I posted, it's really been resonating with me over the last couple of days is support yourself, support mm-hmm. yourself. We spend so much time saying, I need to go to the gym. Yeah. I need to eat better. I need to wake up early. Like I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this. And just being so hard on ourselves that when we have these little victories, when we have these little moments of, I was on time this morning mm-hmm. or I got up on time or I went to the gym today or just even those little tiny things. Even just by improving one single part of your day, mm-hmm. you are already that much better off than you were the day before. Because if you focus on that one part just for a couple weeks, well, I, I read something somewhere. Don't quote me on this, but <laughs> it only takes like two or three weeks, maybe a month. I'd say just a month to be safe of doing something kind of repetitively to it becoming a habit. To and starting to build a habit. Starting to build a habit. And if you just focus on one thing for like a couple weeks, it's just going to be something you do. And then you can focus on another thing. Just do one little fucking thing. So there is this part in Atomic Habits that talks about a British cycling team. They were the fucking worst. They were absolutely (laughs) horrible. So bad, in fact, that bike shops in Britain did not want to sell to their own cycling team because they didn't want to be associated with them. Oh my God. Because they would think that professionals would see that and say, well, their bikes must not be that good if the Brits are using them. Oh, shit. And so they had this coach come in whose name I can't remember. They had this coach come in and coach this team over the next couple years. And their whole philosophy was to improve 1% on every single thing they did. So they changed the tires that they used to find the ones that you know, had the best traction and could spin the fastest or something. Yeah. They changed what they wore. They changed their helmets that they used. They changed their diets. They changed the time of day that they worked out to find out which was most effective. Mm -hmm. And by the end of this, they were winning Olympic medals. They were winning Tour de France. Jesus, man. Just by improving 1% in every single aspect. Because if you take the entire whole of something and you improve... 37 parts of it or 37 pieces you are now 37 percent better than you were before damn that's true. so that's that's the concept of you know supporting yourself and saying like i've i have picked this small habit and i know once i get the hang of this it is going to snowball but in a good way rather mm-hmm. than staying up late and it's snowballing your whole next day and just fucking your whole day up yeah going to bed early is going to snowball into waking up earlier. You have more time to make breakfast. You now have more time throughout your day to get all your stuff done. And so if you repeatedly just focus on that habit, in turn, other habits are going to start to follow. Again, waking up early. Now that I've woken up early, I can start to build the habit of meditation. You know, And then once you start to build the habit of meditation, you now feel clearer and you feel more alert and you feel more aware in your life and your happiness becomes greater. And Happiness Advantage talks all about how... 
success doesn't bring happiness. We spend so much time saying once I once I reach this goal, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But the whole concept of happiness advantage is that happiness actually breeds success. So if you can find ways to be happy in your life and improve in those little ways, mm-hmm. success will follow. I need a list of these fucking books. Oh, I have a list of them. I'll send that. them to I you. I actually need that. We can put some in the comments down below oh, so other easy. people can listen they to them all be and down read there. them as well. I will put them all down there. <laughs> They're I so promise. good. They're so good. But yeah, it's just people focus so much. Again, we talked about this earlier, kind of repetitive, but those blanket topics. But just improving those little bits and supporting yourself through those improvements rather than beating on yourself for the things that you haven't done. Start to notice the changes you are making. Start Mm -hmm. to notice the little bits that are improving your life. And when you start focusing on those, you're going to be happier just in the long run anyways. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. You give me a lot to think about. I'm going to go home and like rework my entire life now. It's, <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. Like I said, it's I plateaued for four years and all I had to do was pick up a fucking book. And now yeah. all of a sudden I feel like my life is just taking off because mm-hmm. I feel like my mentality just in the last couple weeks of reading these books. Yeah. And also being around people that are, again, a huge thing is your environment. Being around people that support these habits and support these healthy lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Fucking mind boggling life-changing already like I am in such a different headspace than I have been in the last couple months just because of all of this knowledge that I've been gaining Hmm. just to bring a conspiracy into it the government doesn't support reading and doesn't promote it on social media because if you read you'd be smarter oh shit dude (laughs) okay here's here's something that I don't understand so I was thinking about medical marijuana or like recreational marijuana and What's so funny about it is that there's all these conspiracy theories about the government suppressing people and the government uh, doing things that uh, are not in the interest of the people to keep themselves wealthy. Marijuana mostly makes people kind of lazy, which is fine. Like, it's like, I mean, it's just fun. But you'd think that they'd want to legalize it to kind of like suppress the masses because like people like are kind of angry that it's not legalized. And if they just legalized it, it would actually just mellow everyone out about a lot of things. Honestly would. And they, and they kind of would probably forget about some certain political stuff that was happening just because <laughs> they were smoking weed and they didn't really give a fuck about it. We at were that really moment. paying attention. Yeah. But that's what I saw. I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, they should just in their own fucking interest. I don't see the, <laughs> with a lot of like acts and bills that gets passed it's like oh there's some good things and then all of a sudden you have to read the fine print and you're like oh this person's benefiting this way and this person's I don't understand any downside in any situation whether it be for the government or for the people that marijuana is not legalized yeah it doesn't make it any makes, sense it's literally just stupid ass old people that have gotten the fact that marijuana is bad pushed into their brains and they just will not let it go no they just won't let it go that's what's so funny they've just me. decided they're like this is what we were taught, which means this is what's right. And it's like... And we're fucking so this shoveling is, mounds of evidence of it being not bad. Oh my into God, the, dude. Like left and right. We're shoveling mounds of evidence everywhere <laughs> right now for every single fucking thing. Like, mm, when you I, think I, about I, you know, it... 60 years ago when I read it in my fucking uh, textbook, uh, you know, the colon was actually like really... Like the appendix is really fucking important. <laughs> it's really fucking important. Uh, I think it like creates gold in your body or something. That was like <laughs> medically like correct in the 60s, so it's gotta be right It's today. gotta be still true. It's fucking... I'm going to set a goal for myself because we do this. We're supposed to do this every week. So by next Monday, my goal is by next Monday to have gone to bed at 1030 because that's eight hours before I have to wake up. And I never fucking do it. <laughs> so that's just one thing I'm going to promise to change. And doing it on here is going to keep me like accountable or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I encourage everybody listening, whoever is listening at this point, <laughs> to try and do and to try and change one thing. If you already wake up at a certain time, you you can think of something right now that you want to improve on, whether it's getting to the gym, whether it's talking to your parents. Just whether choose it's one an alarm, little thing. One less Don't time. even fucking worry about, oh yeah, you might want to go to the gym. Don't fucking worry about it right now. Do one thing by next week. Just one small thing that you know, that you've known for mm-hmm. a while. And again, small thing. Like again, fuck going to the gym. Yeah. Fuck going to the gym. Don't worry about that shit. Choose one small thing. Maybe it's you have to fold your laundry after you take it out of the dryer. Immediately after. I exactly. like let it like, sit on my bed for like four hours and I just don't care. But yeah, like. exactly. You know, but like doing your laundry right when it gets out of the dryer, doing your laundry before it overflows, brushing your teeth in the morning or like both at night. I was going to say Brush your teeth both night. times, motherfucker. Come on. I don't fucking what brush you fucking my teeth do? both times. Oral hygiene. Neither know. do I, but like fucking, <laughs> you should do it, okay? Be, be, be not, better. Be better than me, okay? <laughs> but making your bed in the morning too, like you don't realize how big an impact coming home to a clean environment has. Oh God, if, it's so good. Oh my God. If like, if, if you're messy, if you constantly have this habit of, you know, leaving dishes out, leaving mm-hmm. trash out from the night before, we've 
obviously haven't been implementing it right here. <laughs> yeah, we're but... in her room and it's like, <laughs> a little, it's a little messy, but it's okay. Well, once, once our makeshift table moves back, that's all just storage. Yeah. Just sitting out, you know? Just cover it up. Exactly. <laughs> if it looks clean, it is clean. Okay? Exactly. You know, like that's, this, bedrooms don't work like the mine, you know? Like don't just fucking closet stuff in your head. But if you got a couple t-shirts, you don't know what to fucking do with them. Shove that bitch under the bed. Nobody's going to fucking know. Nobody fucking knows. Nobody's going to fucking Until know. Until you move the giant table and they can see everything that you shoved under there, so. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, that is more than I thought. That's why I have a long blanket. I have like a low bed, but there's enough space under there for things to go. For and then stuff. I was like, I'm, I don't want to see under there. So I have like a long blanket over the sides. It's like, eh, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's a habit that some people need to change. Maybe I need to pull my shit out from under my bed. But anyways. Choose a was, thing. Just choose a fucking thing. Exactly. What I was going into is like, if you're messy, you know, implement little rules that kind of help yourself break those habits. Like, we have this general rule that if there's trash out there, it needs to not last more than one night. Like, if you fucking go out and you go get some McDonald's at fucking 10 p.m. and you leave your bag there overnight, I don't fucking give a shit. But by the next day, it shit better be, be thrown away. Better be yeah. thrown away. If you think about how... We were talking about this the other day. I was talking to Lauren Kinsey. Anyways, we were talking at work the, uh, a couple days ago about how... She's like, I lo- I'm going to love to see what it's going to be like when our generation is the teachers of the future generations. You know, we're going to be sitting there and be like... No, you have to put the hologram up. You have you have to click this button to project the hologram for the lesson, teacher. Timmy, you still like, trust in the government? You're so funny. Oh god, look at this history book. You see how this guy got elected? This guy's Trump. You weren't alive yet, but fuck, man. But fuck, man, that shit was. This when everyone realized but shit was not. Good. She was. She was getting to the point at like you know if you think back to our high school experience you know we had those fucking smart whiteboards that were just brand fucking new like that shit had oh just god, we come were out the future bro oh my god and like teacher <laughs> and fucking ceiling projectors instead of those big boxy ones that you put the, the fucking, fucking overhead projectors yeah overhead projectors oh you know so like when we got those when we got those smart boards and those over the ceiling projectors i mean how many fucking teachers did you have to be like no push this push this every fucking you know time. you had to walk them through it and she was saying you know when we advance several years into the future and we are now the next generation's teachers is that technology going to be so advanced that they're going to be teaching us how to use it my argument against that is absolutely so. not i don't think so either absolutely just thinking not. about that and this is why i think that the government also is still so fucking stuck in the stone age mm-hmm. is because if you look at the people born between like 1996 you know mm-hmm. the typical like millennial, millennial age and like towards the end of our generation we went through this huge transition where cell phones were not a fucking thing when we were young yeah when we were kids we still lived in a time where cell phones were not a thing we went we lived in a time where the internet was fucking brand new yeah brand fucking new and if you look at younger generations like this they're just born into this shit like mm-hmm. every single child born now is going to know what a smartphone is. They're going to know what the internet is. They're going to know what a laptop is. Like mm-hmm. all of this shit that we had, we didn't have access to. So we had to go through this huge transformative period of learning just at such a fast rate. We yeah. were learning how to use cell phones and then we were learning how to use the computer. We were learning how to use the internet. We were learning how to use all of this shit all at once. Social media, emails, like. And now that we can't. Parents don't have can live without Snapchat. Can live without like exactly. texting and calling all this other shit. We cannot live without that kind of stuff. It now. is literally a part of our lives. I know people that commu- I'm almost one of them. Not entirely one of them, but almost one of them that communicates almost exclusively through Snapchat. Like, yep. it's just my form of communication that I prefer to use. And as we get farther and farther into this, you know, that technological reliance is going to become so much heavier. Um, but I think that's a, that's another reason why the government is still so stuck in the stone age is because when they were growing up and when they were, you know, first, some of them first coming into office and stuff, Mm -hmm. they never had to go through that period of rapid education, just rapid fucking things being new things being thrown at you. Left the things they right. learned in college were still applicable when they like got out. Exactly. There's things I learned in my first year of college that are just kind of different now. Even yeah. Now. And so it's like they, the fact that the world views and just the world itself is changing so quickly for them. They're like, nah, fuck this. Like, this is how it is. This is how it is. And we're like, no, it's changed. It's changed the same way the technology fucking changed. Mm-hmm. It's all different now. And they're like, no, it's not. It's all the same. And we're all just sitting here ripping our fucking hair out because we're like, it's different. Yeah. It's fucking different. And they don't understand. And that's what's great about, like, they, people think that, I, I think it might be impossible 
the reformation of the government and the way it is structured is a necessity for the way that life is now. Oh, I, and honestly, I think it will take until younger representatives are in office. Yep. The issue is because everybody's old as shit. Yep. Like, that's that's the biggest fucking issue. Is like, there just needs to be a full flush. Again, which one is it that doesn't have term limits? Is it the Senate? The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court doesn't they, have term well, limits? I don't know about the Senate. They have to get re-voted in, but the Supreme Court, they are in there for life. When the president chooses a Supreme Court person, they do not leave until they decide to leave or they fucking die. Yeah, it's like... And they are the ultimate law. And, they, and when those people are fucking 70 years old, quite literally... And they're fucking asked about, oh, uh, you know, there's a terrorist where he's, his phone was in the scene of the crime and we can figure stuff out from the phone, but it has an encrypted password. And Apple is being told that they need to unlock it, but because of like, pri- did you hear about this? No, I didn't. This okay, so insane. there was, there was a, there was, I don't know if they were terrorists or if they were like uh, assumed to be and like figured out that they were, but they both had iPhones that were encrypted. So when you put in the password 10 times, it will erase everything off of it. Yeah. So they went to the government and like the government was like, Apple open this phone up so we can get stuff off of it. And they refused because that's encryption. They can't do anything about it. And if they make a back door, it jeopardizes their entire system and their encryption in itself. And so the government was trying to sue them and say that they have to for private security. And like, and when the Supreme court is like, they're asked about this shit. They're like, fuck, I don't even know how to fucking unlock my phone. If it has a password, bro. No, literally they have no idea. What when the they fuck don't is know that kind of shit. How are they supposed to make decisions based and on how are the good they supposed of the to people? Make laws based off of it. Too. Yeah. And they're supposed to make decisions based on the good of the people when they don't understand how things work. It doesn't make they any sense. They don't understand how, what life is like for the people anymore. Nope. You know, like when there's 30, 300 million fucking people in this fucking country, how are you supposed to make a decision in the fucking white house that's supposed to be good for everybody or they're supposed to be beneficial for people in certain situations? And like, obviously not everything is going to benefit everyone. Like that's a fucking, Mm -hmm. that's a fucking fact, but you can do things that what's the benefit i lost benefit. the word there god you <laughs> good can, things for people good things for humans <laughs> um but you can do things that benefit the mass population you can do things that benefit the largest demographic of people rich people are thriving in our country right now yep. i read something the other day that said this is the first time in hundreds of years that the top 400 wealthiest families have paid less in taxes than the working middle class. Mm-hmm. They paid 23% in taxes while the working middle class paid 24. The 400 wealthiest families in the country. It doesn't make any sense. It's everything in the government right now. And it's, I really hope that people's eyes are just opening about this, that everything in the government right they now. They can't not be opening. Like They really can't. Like it's, it's, well, some people just are so willingly ignorant. True. So willingly ignorant. But everything in the government right now is to profit for the rich everything is for the rich top dogs to stay the rich top dogs while everybody else fucking grinds and is doing the work that's what i was i went on a giant tirade to somebody on snapchat because i was like a little bit drunk and like they asked me some certain political question i was like (laughs) oh my god the working middle class and lower class are literally just slaves to the people that are making the money right now Mm -hmm. in in government I I don't I remember I was told the facts about how how long I can bring this up next time and correct myself but for US uh for state senators like I went to the Capitol building in Utah and they only work a couple months out of the year and they get a yearly salary for the entire year when they only work for a couple of months and it's around $72,000. Dear god. Which is ridiculously good yeah. for like like the average person for, well, and especially for working when you work a couple for months. three fucking months making a couple of decisions in a fucking big room. Like, like the only way the only other way that you can do that is fucking what I'm about to be doing is fucking knocking some doors. You prostituting know. yourself. Probably. I mean, wait, no, wait. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but, <sorry>. like, <laughs> but like fucking summer sales and shit like that. Like that's the only way. And you have to be good at it too. Yeah. You have to be fucking good at it. And that's the only way that like is by doing these outlandish absurd jobs. But if you just look at the average working person, like they're supporting the entire fucking, mm-hmm. like the whole economy. Why am I paying taxes so that the government can make like 15 more, like $50 million Tomahawk missiles to shoot at some random country and kill their fucking innocent that, civilians? Like, I literally That's where my taxes are going. Really? Shit about? Like, my taxes are really going to the military where they're literally just slaughtering innocent people over overseas. And like things are like, why, why is so much money going to things that don't actually support us? 
Why well, is so much money being wasted trying to impeach Trump when it doesn't fucking matter? Well, and, because the fact is, is, like, I can agree with this. Like, while I really fucking wish Trump would be impeached, like, while I absolutely wish that's exactly what would happen, course. we all knew the outcome. Yep. Every single happen. person before it happened knew the outcome. We were like, it will absolutely so, not work. So much time and money got spent trying to do that to that man, and it didn't come out with shit and you know where that money came from the taxpayers you know didn't pay you know who paid 23 percent the top 400 fucking families you know who fucking pretty much paid for it the fucking working class 299 point fucking 999.999 million fucking americans well, and i fucking i believe the shit too that like nobody needs to have as much money as fucking kylie jenner true you know like Sorry to call her out, but, I mean, the fact is, I probably, I think she doesn't even know what's in her own fucking makeup. I've heard so many people say, do not ever fucking use Kylie Cosmetics. They're horrible for you. Oh, my God. You know, she's like, I wonder how involved she even really is with that shit. But, like, that family has so much fucking money. Yep. That you know family, it's just going into fucking nothing, too. Exactly. It's just, like, nobody, but, like, the fact is, it's just nobody needs to have that much money. Like, nobody needs to be sitting around with fucking billions and billions of fucking dollars like at least bill gates is investing it into charities and yeah. shit you know he's a fucking uh, he has some like fucked up shit in his past but i th- honestly think he's the best rich person i've ever seen yeah like it's just hordes and hordes of money that aren't going back into the economy also i heard and again i fucking don't quote me on this i don't know if it's fucking <laughs> fact or not but i heard that a lot of uh wealthy people become wealthy off of the stocks and that money is not taxed the very stocks. well. The stocks. The fucking <laughs> the stock stocks. market. But yeah. I heard that, like, that's where a lot of people get a lot of their just yeah, fucking investing must, like, in, passive income. Yeah. And it's not, it's just not taxed very well. So people become wealthy off of the stock market and they just have all this fucking, like, not taxed money. Like, mm-hmm. it's obviously taxed, but they can just build a fucking stockpile with that shit. Yep. And that's another thing. People just don't understand how a lot of this shit works. Me and you included. Like, we just, like, it's the stocks. Like, we yeah. don't. Like, but just because we don't, we live in a country where trillions of dollars can be spent on a fucking, billions, I mean, can be spent on a border wall for fucking what? You're not getting to the main point of the issue. You're trying to keep these people out. Why are they trying to get in in the first place? Oh, because their country's a, a fucking shithole right now? Not to be like bad against Mexico but it's kind of a shithole yeah. you know about their, their their fucking highways they're not owned by the government by the way they're pri- the highways are privately owned and told where you pay 50 pesos to get on the highway to get to work and then sometimes they just get taken over by the cartel and they just fucking kind of take all your money while you're on the highway and the government's like, I don't, we don't own fucking highways. I can't fucking do anything about it. And they're shit. Get the fucking government. Figure it out. Yeah. So, and they're trying to get over here because we have better opportunities and better things. And, and well, the, the reason- fact is too, like if you, if you really looked at what they do when they come over, if you were to just immediately fucking Thanos snap your fingers mm-hmm. and remove every single illegal immigrant from the U.S. Our country would collapse. It would absolutely fucking fall Two pieces. Who because who builds all, all the fucking apartment complexes that who, you need to fucking live who in? Who helps the farmers out? Who actually does that kind of work? Yeah, exactly. Who's actually we're fucking not, farming? We're not doing it. No, not it's not it fucking John Smith from down the street. That's sure as hell. Like, honest to God. And, like, our fucking plumbing. All these, like, all these luxuries that we have are mm-hmm. built off of fucking immigrants. And for anybody to think... That there are these horrible people that are coming into this country and fucking, quote-unquote, destroying it. They are doing all the fucking jobs that you don't want to do. So be grateful for your running toilet, asshole. Yeah. Like, God, that shit's fucking ridiculous. And the bad things that people, like, assume, they're like, oh, the drugs, the cartels. Do you know why they're making so much money? It's because these drugs are still illegal. And I'm not saying that heroin's good. I'm not, God, every time I try and bring this up, I'm not (laughs) saying heroin's good, okay? I'm saying that the reason it has such a high demand and it is done by the cartels is because it's illegal. If we had sites like the the safe, like, what do they call them? The, like, safe places to do drugs? Like the... I have no idea. Do you know what I'm talking about? Rave. No. <laughs> no, okay, so in, in England and some other places, they I've have heard of them. these clinics where you can go in and they give you clean needles. They give you the things you need to not fucking overdose and get AIDS from these, like, old rusty needles and shit. But the reason that there's they're they're profiting and that there's a demand and a supply for these people is because it's illegal and people here can't do it. 
if it was legal, I don't think it would incentivize anyone to do heroin because we all know what heroin does to you. Well, exactly. The people that are going to do heroin are going to do heroin, okay? They're just, they're going to get it from where they're going to get it. And if it's from people in the U.S. making it, we're making alcohol already. That's fucking up your body. We're making fucking Oxycontin. We're making all you these things that are just as bad. You can literally overdose on fucking alcohol. Yeah. You can fuck, it's called fucking alcohol where's poisoning. Fu- that shit will kill you. <laughs> oh, where's your moral, like people are like, where's your moral compass if you're making heroin? You're, you're invest, you're, you're giving it to the people and you're trying to destroy their lives. The pharmacy companies are already fucking doing that. Why aren't you fucking angry at them? Why aren't you angry at these alcohol companies? Because they're, it's bad because, for your you're body. You're just angry because it's illegal and it's being sold mm-hmm. on the streets. Yeah. And the fact is, too, is if there was a safe place for people to consume these things, again, they're going to do and it because them. they're going to fucking do it. But the fact is, is your death rate is going to go down because people aren't fucking overdosing on shit that they don't know what it yep. is. And a you lot are going in the long run. In the long run, you are going to be protecting more people than you are going to be hurting by having these things be safe illegal. and accessible. Yep. One thing that like is ridiculous is people will die from overdoses when they can get help because these things are illegal and they can, and they know if like oh if I call an ambulance like when my buddy over here is overdosing on heroin I'm gonna get charged with the shit I have. So one thing Andrew Yang was talking about is still cracking down on the suppliers and the dealers, but the people who uh, who have like the limited quantities or whether like users are never arrested and they're never penalized. It is legal to own the drug such as like heroin or other things he's trying like one of his philosophies is to make it legal to own it so that people don't get arrested or not like be able to get the help that they need when things are going bad Mm -hmm. which makes so much sense i understand if the government doesn't want to fucking legalize the entire drug okay there's a lot of negative stigma to that but the people that are using it what are they doing wrong they're gonna the reason they're they're they turn to crime sometimes is because they don't have the resources to get what they need help and to to get get help with the in it whether it's therapy whether it's like medication that they need and they can't get like the fact is is that in america there are so many people in poverty and just living shitty ass lives that feel the need to turn to substances you know to make their lives better to to feel better whatever that is because they don't have the money to go see a therapist and say i'm Mm -hmm. i feel like my life's a wreck i feel like i am so low down right now like you know or i feel like i have friends that are pressuring me or i like i'm just not happy or things like that that's why people turn to drugs there's this quote that says Weed isn't a gateway drug. Abuse is a gateway drug. Neglect, depression, you know, no access to mental health resources and stuff like this. So these people turn to these substances to feel some way that they're not able to feel on their own. Mm -hmm. So the fact is, is they don't need the one thing that's helping them to be illegal. They need resources and they need... You know, they need access to the things that they need and they need access to things like better public health services and better mental health services, you know, and like by (laughs) when you want to not be addicted to heroin anymore, the one thing that people can do is go to a fucking rehab center. But guess what? People are doing heroin can't afford a fucking $40,000 rehab facility. Exactly. What are they going to do? Oh, they're sad and they're depressed. They want to stop heroin. You know, what's going to kind of help that more heroin because that's the only way they know how to feel better. It's the only way they can afford to feel better. And then. When they start doing that, you know, obviously a dependency develops. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have even less money because you're now dependent on a substance and everything you have is going towards that substance. So again, why not just give people the resources to fucking get better? Like, So we can spend a trillion dollars on the fucking army, but we can't oh spend God. a couple billion dollars to make these safe centers for people to help them get better? It's fucking ridiculous because everything... There is so little weight put on things like mental... And we talked about this in the last episode, too. There's so little weight put on things like mental health and mental wellness. And, you know, the government just wants to spend money on being bigger and being better. But I don't understand what this hatred is towards, you know, mm-hmm. fucking universal health care. You know, like, that is something that I would absolutely put my tax money towards. Yep. I would way, fucking way rather pay for people to get better and people mm-hmm. to be on their feet and actually like because the fact is is when you make the population better your government is going to thrive so much more because people are, are going to feel good enough to go to work people are going to feel good enough to contribute people are going to be healthy enough to contribute to your fucking society mm-hmm. you know you want the society where people are just constantly going you go to work you come home you go to bed you yep. wake up you go to work you come home you go to bed you know that's you, you want these cogs in the machine to work but yeah. you're not oiling them. Yeah. You're not you're not helping the machine to work. Like it's gonna get fucking rusted up. 
gears are going to crack and it's going to start to fucking fall apart and we are going to have an entire governmental collapse. I swear to God. People always talk about investing in yourself. And that's like exactly what we were talking about at the beginning. You need to invest in yourself to do better things. The government, for some reason, it doesn't feel like an investing in itself. You know who itself Mm -hmm. is? Us, the fucking normal people. It's like... Oh, I want to spend a trillion dollars. Oh, we we need to get another trillion dollars in the in the military. That's for literally some fucking reason. But you know, it won't invest in the people that are making it run. We still have people like homeless people and poverty and fucking all this shit, and they can fix that. They can do more shit to try and fix that instead of all this stupid ass shit that they're trying to do. Well, and it's like if you you know bring it down to a smaller scale, because like you said, self improvement, like focus on yourself, work on yourself, improve yourself. The government doesn't want to focus on itself and improve itself. It's worried about other governments and other countries. But the fact is, is like if you come home and you just got paid, invest in yourself. Go buy a book. Go buy some vegetables and some fruits and fuel your body with the things that are going to be good for it rather than saying, oh, I just got paid. I'm going to go buy a 55-inch TV. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm going to be the big and shiny, you know? Because you know what? Once you invest in yourself with the books and the vegetables, you're going to know what to do to be better. And then affording a 55-inch TV is going to be a lot easier anyway. Exactly, because you're going to be do you're going to be feel, again that small scale those small habits that you need to build. Once you start eating better and exercising and doing all these little things for yourself, you're going to be more successful. So in turn, if the government would focus on the little things and making its people making it easy for its citizens to be healthy mm-hmm. and making it easy for its citizens to be educated and to have good mental health, in turn is going to bring success for them because now their citizens feel like their government actually gives a shit and want to work together. They want to they want to be successful together you know but if you're just constantly focusing on that fucking 55 inch tv multi-billion dollar military (laughs) it's not gonna fucking go anywhere that was a perfect wraparound to the beginning but we're at an hour which is nice right it was easier than the first time yeah the first time (laughs) we were like 35 minutes in we're like holy fuck it's only been 30 minutes like what do we even talk about but we can pick up that same kind of thing because there's way more to talk about with that yeah uh, next week but remember i'm going to try to Wake up, I mean, go to bed on time at 10.30 and come back with my results or, like, whatever on my philosophy on that next week. What What's something you feel like trying to Oh, I need to not snooze my alarm more than twice. More than twice. And Starting perfect. tomorrow, I can't snooze And that's just that a tiny little twice. thing. <laughs> it's just a tiny little thing that's easy to try and fix if you're just focusing on that too. one tiny little thing. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening. If you got it this far, holy fucking shit, you're a champ. Uh, proud of you. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're still here. That's all we have right now. But Thanks for supporting us so that we can support you. <laughs> next episode should be out. This one should be out on the Monday of... Well, oh, it doesn't matter. You're listening to it. You don't need to know when it's out. But we're going to try and record every Monday, and it should be out by the following Tuesday. So look for Tuesdays on this channel. Should we just post this one on Thursday, and then we can jump back into the Monday-Tuesday? This will be like a late one or something. Yeah, shit. so this will be like, you'll you'll hear this when you fucking hear this, but just look for Tuesdays, okay? It's going to be fucking <laughs> from, Tuesdays. From now on, look for fucking look Tuesdays. Look for your fucking Tuesdays, all right? We'll have the book list in the comments down below so you exactly. guys can be enrichment the if same way that we are. Yeah, if anybody's listening to this and has like a book, you're like, oh my god, these guys need to read this book because like it's exactly what they're talking about or it's inspired you, go ahead and leave it in the comments. Even if this is, if you're listening to this and we've been doing this podcast for a year, Send us, tweet us or something, or like your fucking books. Let us know how shit is going. But yeah. That's uh, it. Sick. 98 Perspective. 98 Perspective. Oh.